This is episode number 92 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're glad that you could be with us on the show. We're glad you are here. Alive and kicking. That's right. We are on episode 92. That means we are just eight episodes away from the big three-digit thing. And there's the music that I forgot to cut out of (laughs) here. You guys, everyone out there now has heard the full intro music for the uh, the homeowner show now because I forgot to take that little tidbit off at the end. The little bumpity bump. Yeah. <laughs> should should I leave it in? I think you should leave it in. I'm going to leave it in. At keep, least for today. It's it's the deep tracks from yeah. the homeowner show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the late night after hours. <laughs> part of the show that we don't want anyone to know about broadcasting from a van (laughs) that's right the interior is nothing but crushed velvet (laughs) oh man that is creepy on so many levels (laughs) moving on yeah how you doing man i'm doing well so i I, things things seem to be rolling out into a somewhat normal sea I sure hope so. I mean, it seems like things are becoming a little more normal. Yeah. But I'm, man, I've got this weird feeling that normal is is kind of out the window. It's just gone. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you remember back to 9-11. I mean, you and I were definitely old enough to, to remember that. I was... I was uh, in college. Yeah, sophomore in college whenever that happened. And, man, I, I just remember the world changed. I mean, that was the, the point at which... You couldn't wait for your friends and family at the terminal gate anymore, right? Yeah. And and you got to now take off your shoes to go through baggage, <laughs> you know, the, uh, not the baggage, to go through uh, the security. Security, yeah. I mean, and the, so there were definitely things that changed. Isn't that when, like, the whole liquids thing changed with airlines as well? Like, nothing more than three ounces? Yep. That's so, right. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit pessimistic here and i am not a pessimistic person Mm. but i just feel like the new normal is going to be something different than what we're used to yeah and it also feels like we're just kind of moving from one crazy to another yeah yeah i mean either way like we we had just started to like get out into the world a little bit and and then we we had some awful horrible stuff happen and then protests and riots are coming out of that and like, like that's, that's taken over the news cycle, even though there's like, you know, it's sprinkled in with bits of COVID. So yeah, it's whereas like, COVID used to be the meat and potato and now it's like the sesame seeds in your, <laughs> your Chinese food. It's still there. It's still there to get stuck in your teeth. Yeah. Well, all I know is that I am glad that we're back in the studio yes. second week in a row. And uh, next week, we're going to start with guests again. That's right. So that's and exciting. Despite all of my optimism, I got next to nothing done in the studio during all that time. I just kind of like wallowed in my own filth <laughs> since I just had to be here by myself. Yeah. Didn't do anything. Next to nothing. <laughs> you, you did get one thing done. I, I, yeah. Just one <laughs> ceiling panel. <laughs> it's Better than nothing, man. And people people are going to think that we don't need to be hosting the homeowner show considering how long <laughs> it's taken us to get this stupid room done. That, that's that's true. However, <sighs> like, 
the number of things that I've gotten done personally at my house over the last two and a half months yeah. has been unbelievable. In fact, well, you got to be home. That's true. I had like Corona jealousy of people, man. I never got to be home during. Everyone's like, I'm tired of being. I was like, man, I'd love to be home. Yeah, like I'll tell you this. Like I, um, I've not been tired of being home. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've really relished the time with my family too. Like I'm, but I really like my family. Right. <laughs> well, I know that there's people out there listening. They go, I don't like my family, but I like my family. But I can tell you, I, we were not. We, we were not sitting around bored. Sure. We were busy. Yeah. And, and when I didn't have something I was doing with my family or, or you know, teaching, mm-hmm. which I don't ever want to be a school teacher, bless all you people. <laughs> um, I, I was in the yard. I was in the garage. I was, I was doing stuff. So the, like the number of things in my house that got fixed or, or, or done up a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, we added a bunch of lights. We added, Man, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, little projects that need to be done, they got done around my house, at least. But I couldn't come to your house. (laughs) That wasn't helpful. Yeah. And, and like, a lot of this is, like, a two-man, at least a two-man job. It'd be really easy with, like, three guys, but, you know, at least two. So, I I wonder if a lift would help. Like a like a like a sheetrock lift, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a ceiling lift? I don't know, because this stuff's not as... um, if you guys have ever put in a uh, beadboard ceiling, it's real, it's, it's not thick at all. I mean, like it's pretty flimsy. Yeah. Com- I mean, even compared to sheetrock. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, sheet, sheetrock is, is, is pliable. Like it, 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 it has a little bend to it's it. It's got a bend to it, but this stuff you could almost fold in half. I could wear it like a ghost costume at Halloween. I would really like to see that. I'm going to make it happen for you. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, I'll, I'll um, be the most symmetrical ghost ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is if you put it on straight. <laughs> right. Just wear it on my head. Oh. How you doing? I, man, like so this has been a crazy week even even by my standards. E- even by your standards. Even by my what standards. What does that mean? So, you know, my, my my folks and I were, we're in business together. Like we own a business together. Um, and so, my, so my folks live on some property as well. And so like, I'm constantly over there. We're, you know, constantly, you know, having meetings and, and all these kinds of things. That's where the office is. That's, is where the office is. Yeah. Um, and so our, our next door neighbors at our office is a private zoo. Mm. So, which I don't think we've ever talked about before. Um, I think just passing, we've kind of mentioned it and people are like, did they just say, Yeah, but that's probably about it. Yeah. And, and like, so they, they opened it up to the public. I mean, it's not like just, you know, crazy animal hoarder right? or Tiger King, which I haven't watched by the way. And I refuse to watch. Hmm. Um, that you're probably better for it. I am. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I wish I hadn't heard the conversations about Tiger King so much that so yeah. I wish, I think I would have been a better person had I not, heard those right that being said so the private zoo next door they have all kinds of stuff they've got uh probably the coolest one they have is like an albino hyena Mm. and it's got like it's white with black zebra stripes on him almost really really cool looking i mean those are creepy animals but he's really cool looking yeah um so anyway um we share property line with them okay and so there was a pretty big storm that came through last week. Let, let, hang on. Let me, let me preface this by saying earlier that week, 
my mom had been out in the pasture taking care of her new chickens. She got like 10 new chickens. Wow. Uh, a couple weeks ago. Which she loves. She loves the chickens. Yeah. She loves giving them punny names as well. <laughs> um, and I think most of them are Star Wars themed. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, she was out taking care of the chickens and almost stepped on a water moccasin. Oh. And so my dad went out with the 22, which was, that was actually funny as well because he had it all cornered and he popped it with a 22 and when he did, the snake jumped up in the air and he goes, hurt, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> please, please tell me somewhere there's video of that. I wish. Oh, I wish. My mom got a picture of it, but she was like, when she heard the dialogue, she was like, I should have been running the video camera. Oh, yeah. Because, so. I mean, if you don't know, you can always still take a picture while videoing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. So, anyway, it was like a five-foot water moccasin. It was a big water moccasin. Yeah, it was. So, that happened. And then, about four days later, this big storm rolls through mm -hmm. and knocks the back fence down to their property. Ugh. And it behind them is usually the... Uh, they, they actually have a bison and a couple water buffalo and some mm -hmm. pigs and llamas and, you know, like their pasture exotics. Okay. Well, at that time, out there was the emu. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this, but emus are actually raptors. Really? So they'll eat other birds. Really? So it began terrorizing the chickens and cornering them, wow. trying to eat them. Oh, my goodness. So my mom's flipping out. Right. So because she, you don't want to take on an emu. No. No. No one does. No. Like, no. So my dad goes inside and grabs the shotgun. Oh, gosh. Comes back out. And it's chasing chickens down the fence line. Mm. So he goes, all right, I'm going to scare him off. So he takes aim over the top of the emu's head. Well, right as he goes to pull the trigger, two of the chickens fly up over the fence. And this is a seven or eight foot fence. Oh, gosh. So the chickens fly up over the fence. Uh -huh. When the chickens fly up over the fence, the emu jumps up after them. Oh, well, I, I mean, they can't fly. They can't fly, but... But they can jump. They can jump. Okay. And they're really tall to start with. Right. I mean, that, I think that emu was like six foot five or something like that. Holy cow. I mean, like when it's like sticks its neck all the way up in the air. Wow. Um, they're not, I mean, like they're not as big as ostriches because no. I think ostriches can be like eight feet. Oh my goodness. Um, they're, they're much bigger. Um, anyway, emu jumps up straight in the air right as my dad pulls the trigger. Oh no. So he blows the emu's head off. Oh. <laughs> this is not good for neighbor neighborly no. business. No. <laughs> so they have to call them and they're like, they're not even in town because they go all over the country. Like sometimes they bring animals to like Jack Hanna oh. when he has like interviews and stuff like okay. that. Wow. And so I, I got, at this moment, they're actually in Atlanta. And so like they have to call them on the phone. They're like, Hey, sorry, but the emu is dead. <laughs> no. They're like, is he, is he dead or is he injured? No, he's really dead. This, this is dead, dead. <laughs> dead, dead. <laughs> there's, there's dead, there's dead, dead. Yeah. And they're, and so they kind of explained to them the situation and they're like, we're so sorry. We totally understand. Oh, so they, they took a little bit of like, Hey, this wasn't your fault. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, really, if, if you think about it, it was the emu that came across the fence. It, it was. I mean, even though the fence was down. Well, and, and, and the water buffalo had come across the fence too. And so like there was just pandemonium in the pasture in general. And, and it, now is this in and amongst your, their horses as well? No, there's no horses over there right now. Okay. So, and like the horses probably would have cared less. Okay. Um, 
but anyway, so my mom calls me and she's like, you're just not going to believe what just happened. That is a crazy, crazy (laughs) story. So I, I ended up having to the next day go and drag this emu carcass over to where they were burying it. Cause that was the only, that was the only caveat was like, we totally understand, you know, we're not upset. We're not mad. We know, we understand what was going on. You didn't mean to kill it. Right. But these things happen. Sure. Um, we just need you to deal with the body. <laughs> so. I mean, they didn't, they don't have like someone on retainer, <laughs> like call in and be like, Hey, we got a dead emu over here. I'm, I'm sure they do. But like at this point, it's like. It's on your property. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's, I think that's completely reasonable. Yeah. It's like you killed my emu. Bury it. Right. Yeah. Or eat it. Well, I I've never eaten emu. But Had I, I been there, I might have cleaned him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you you can eat ostrich. Well, right? apparently emu is really good. Okay. Like it's um you ever heard of the uh they call it the ribeye in the sky. Um it's a sand sand, sand crane. Oh yeah. but like it's like a red meat. Really? And so is emu. I man, you I had no idea. So yeah, no it's idea. not it's not like it doesn't look like chicken at all. Like it's it's almost like looking like from what I understand, emu when I, the pictures I've seen of emu meat, it looks like elk. Wow, that's really interesting. Like, well, I will say that like everything to my son is chicken. Like, <laughs> like tonight, he was like, "Mom, I don't really want to eat this chicken." I was like, "Well, that's fine because it's a pork chop." So <laughs> <laughs> everything's chicken to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's right when my kids were little everything was sausage <laughs> yeah it's whatever i don't like this sausage <laughs> all right <laughs> that's really fantastic because it's not sausage that's a steak <laughs> that's a steak <laughs> it's actually a ribeye yeah okay it's beans <laughs> <laughs> that's a vegetable there son <laughs> i don't really know what's wrong with you a legume <laughs> Well, that's a way more interesting week than I had. I, it was it was a terrible week for the emu. That, no joke. <laughs> Although I will tell you that life is going to feel a lot more normal starting tomorrow for me. Oh yeah, because um, I'm going back to work finally. Oh yeah, you <laughs> I mean, get to go to the office. Yeah, I mean I, I've been I've been working. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's been quite a bit of stuff that we've been mm-hmm. doing at home. But now I'm going back to the office, so I'm actually really looking forward to it. Do you guys have to wear face masks? No, we do not. Hand sanitizer? I'm sure that's going to be available. (laughs) Um, Is it mandatory? No, it's not. And and one of the things that's kind of interesting is like that office has been vacant for two and a half months at this point. Yeah. So, I mean. It's probably a little stale. Yeah. I mean, my, my office, I mean anybody could walk into it and be completely safe because nobody's been in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, there's not any reason to have been in there. I'm sure there's a layer of dust everywhere, but um, as far as people being in there or anything like that, it's going to be pretty safe. Well, that's, so that's good. No, are you still going to, are you going to give it a good Cloroxing? No, 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 because there's nothing to chlor. I mean, you can Clorox stuff, but it, just for the sake of using Clorox wipes, that's dumb. So I'm probably give it a good, <laughs> give it a good, you know, dusting. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get some pledge on it. Most likely just take the air compressor in there and just blow everything off. Now there's an idea. Skirt it out in the hallway. Let it be somebody else's problem. That's not a bad idea. If there's Corona whatsoever. in here, it's coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> Look out below. <laughs> 
Although that was that was kind of the interesting thing that came out. What was it last week that it doesn't live on surfaces as long as they thought it did? Oh yeah, I mean there there's a lot of things. So if you haven't been there in two and a half months, if it was in there, yeah. No, I mean I mean overnight it would be gone. Mm. So I mean nobody's nobody's been in there. So now I do think we're going to be kind of limiting other people coming into the office. Uh, but which is kind of interesting. But um, I can't come loiter in the hallway. Well. No, we we only have a couple of people to do that anyway. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, we we've got a really interesting episode. I hope uh, one thing that we've not really done um, mm. is talk about. I mean, we talk about your business from time sure. to time, but uh, tonight we're going to talk about something that's just pesky and nobody likes them. And we just want to kind of have a conversation here about mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Oh my goodness. Those things are the absolute worst. Here, here's what's crazy. It's like, you were saying that everybody's dealing with them right now. Oh yeah. We're, so we found one in our house the other day mm-hmm. and we we're like, oh, stupid mosquito. Well, they're, I don't know what's going on with them. I guess they have the virus too, because um, they're moving faster than normal, at least <laughs> in my house. Okay. We couldn't find it. I yeah. Mean, it, we would see it kind of you know buzzing by. by yeah and then, yeah um and then there it goes well um the next morning i went to the kitchen and um i turned on the water and apparently there was a glass or something there that had water in it and like four flew out of that thing oh yeah it's like oh my gosh we got it i told my wife i was like we cannot keep water inside of a container yeah any, any they will find it and yeah. they will get in it absolutely they will and so so. Anyway, I think we've we're, we're at a better place than we were, but, <laughs> but man, they're they're starting to come out, and I don't know how because we had more mosquito hawks than I've ever seen in my life about six months ago. Well, and that that's actually that's actually kind of like a an urban legend that those don't actually eat mosquitoes. You have just ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you a lot because those things are terrifying. Yeah, you can kill. I mean, like you can kill. They're they're, they're technically mayflies. Everyone just calls them mosquito hawks. Okay. Well, um, they, they look like mosquitoes. They look like they could eat mosquitoes. That's why they call them mosquito hawks is because they look like mosquitoes, not because they actually eat mosquitoes. Yeah. Um, they're just so gigantic and mosquito looking. Yeah. So, but they're, I mean, like they're totally different variety and I mean, they're, they're a fly. Hmm. So, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're beneficial. They do good things, but like they don't eat mosquitoes. Well, so. they must've done a lot of good things about six months ago because they were everywhere. Oh Yeah. Well, and that's kind of how the, um, you're talking about mosquito hawks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a seasonal, I mean, they're kind of like, um, love bugs. Yeah. What, you know, those little, I don't, I don't know if everybody calls them love bugs, but the little black bug winged bugs with the, uh, orange tipped head yeah. that, uh, mate and pair up and fly together Yeah. and just ruin the paint on your car. Yes, they do. Um, fun fact on that, um, the reason that people get them on their car so bad is because, uh, they're driving. Uh, <laughs> no oh um well because like you you gotta think i mean like like there's no other bug that you just get a massive amount on your car That's when you're true. driving and the reason is because your emissions uh almost mimics identically their mating pheromone oh so, and so they are actually they gather at roads they like yeah they think they think the nookies are coming well that's all that they're good for as far as they're concerned well yeah if you see them they are together. I mean, when you see a divorced love bug, you're like, what is wrong with you? There must be How some- did you not find how- somebody? Exactly. Like every every one of you 
other than you uh, has found someone. Yeah. You are the most unlucky love bug ever. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, which has nothing to do with mosquitoes, but just no. fun facts. Yeah. Pheromones, cool stuff. Yes. So, and there's lots of things that like mimic pheromones when that interact that we interact with on, on weird situations. So, uh-huh. um, but mosquitoes, uh, man, just so many people are dealing with them. I mean, this time of year, this is when our, uh, this is when a lot of mosquito treatments really kick into gear. People start getting on plans and systems in order to get them under control. This year, it's been a little bit heavier uh, than, than before. And I think it's because we had a lot of spring rain. Um, we did. And, you know, anytime you have lots of rain, you're eventually going to have lots of standing water. Um, and that standing water is just going to, uh, you know, help populate the mosquito infestations um you know i was gonna say when you were talking about mosquito you know four flying out of your sink when you turn the water on in the morning i gotta tell you one of the most terrifying things you can ever experience is if you've left the toilet seat overnight and you go in to relieve yourself oh gosh and as you're standing there vulnerable (laughs) the most vulnerable the most vulnerable you're ever going to be and mosquitoes come flying out of the toilet. Oh, man. And you can't move. <laughs> okay, so so I have a legitimate question. Uh-huh. Like, does closing the lid help? Sure. Yeah, I know it helps. Oh. Well, um, now, it, mean, does, it doesn't mean they can't get in there. It's just less likely that that's going to happen. Because if you leave the lid open, you, just, they can just fly right in. Right. So. Well, so, I mean, we're, we're typically we're typically a close-the-lid family. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I, all should be. Yeah. I mean, it's just common decency and courtesy, <laughs> right? But I mean, especially if you're going to leave something in there, you want it to be a bit of a surprise. Right. I mean, but you're <laughs> oh, like, come on. <laughs> you're, you're like completely ruining my desire to have a urinal in my, in my well, master. But, but urinals, urinals don't typically have standing water in them. Well, some of them do. Some of them do. I guess I'd need to get a waterless one. Yeah, well, I mean, like some, they're just different designs, but like yeah. the, the, a lot of the ones I see now don't have that. No, that's good. So, Those things are disgusting. Anyway. And that's probably why, because like, you know, you probably have like really gross gas stations that have the standing water version. And yeah, um, it's, you know, not a place you want having blood let from you. Oh, <laughs> and then they go bite someone else. This is a disgusting episode. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. And things have touched. Yes. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. So help me understand what can I do? I mean, when when it comes to mosquitoes, I mean, I like right now is like a beautiful time to be outside, especially in the mornings and the evenings, beautiful time to be outside. And, um, I'm just curious, what, what can I do to help alleviate my mosquito problem? Well, it it, kind of depends on the route you want to go. You know, a lot, a lot of people now are, are wanting to go kind of the natural route. And there, there are some things that you can do. Uh, well, there's a lot of things you can do to help alleviate the mosquito population naturally, but it really kind of depends on the situation you're living in. You know, a, a lot of people I run into when they, they, they call us and they have us come out and they're looking at mosquitoes, they're like, we're just having a real bad problem. And then when I look over the back fence, it's like, well, you live right by a drainage ditch. Or or, or a lake or a pond or yeah. something. Um, and, and like, 
if it's a lake or a pond, I can actually be of more help than if it's a drainage ditch because okay. a drainage ditch is going to have water constantly moving through it. What, why with, is that different? Because with standing water, there's things that we can actually do to the standing water in order to reduce the mosquito larvae population. Oh, so so if I like in my backyard mm-hmm. across the green, right, is a pond. It's a pretty large pond, right? Um, but you would have to treat the water, yes, over there, right. And so I've got to call the you've got to call the golf course. You got to call the homeowner association. You got to have permission, and then who's going to pay for it, and all those kinds of things. Well, I can guarantee you who's not paying for it, (laughs) and that's that's me Uh and the homeowners association. Yeah. So I think we got problems. But there's actually like a there's I mean like if you do have a pond or a I mean and lakes lakes tend to not have as big of an issue because lakes tend to have a better fish population. Mm. Uh, But if you have a healthy fish fish population you they they will help with that or frogs or you know uh, all those different kinds of things if not what you can do is there's a product called mosquito dunks and it's an actual it's a it's a they they look like donuts that you throw in the water just like crusty donuts Hmm. you throw them in the water they dissolve they're sort of like do you ever have sea monkeys when you were a kid yeah so like you know how those don't come alive until you get them wet Right. Same same sort of circumstance. These are actually microorganisms that eat mosquito larvae. Oh, and that's like all they do. And so you introduce these microorganisms into the water. Um, and like I'll even put them in our stock tanks. They're, they, I mean, like they might give a little like, you know, zip to the water, but it's safe to drink. Okay. Um, it doesn't do anything, make it toxic. It's a completely natural thing to do to the water. And it just reduces the, it doesn't completely eliminate them, but it definitely helps keep them under control. Right. So you're going to have a, a population reduction that way. Uh, the, the other thing you need to pay attention to is how much brush you have in your yard. Mm. Um, because any low lying brush, that's where they're going to be hanging out. They're going to be looking for shady spots that are nice and, and, and where they can get in from out of the wind and from out of the elements. And also it's because, you know, as, they're going to they're gonna kind of hang out underneath that eight-foot canopy. And so anything from like eight foot down to the ground level, if there's leafage in that area, there's going to be probably mosquitoes hanging out underneath those plants because that's kind of their target market, right? They're not, they're not chasing birds. They're not chasing, you know, squirrels up in the trees. They want, you know, bigger mammals down close to the ground where they can get to them real quickly and kind of sneak up on them without making a whole lot of noise. Cause they do make quite a bit of noise when they, when they get up on you. Yeah. Um, and so the, the less time they're in the air, you know, the, you know, the, the more likely they're going to be able to get a blood meal. So if you've got a lush garden or, you know, lots of trees, right. those sorts of things that are, you know, and, and, you know, some trees have a pretty high canopy, but sure. if you've got any, foliage right they're gonna be around absolutely and, 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 and you add water to that and it's like it's on top of that yeah right? you're, you're compounding at that point um and, and so it you know you can you can actually you know clear that out um or if you just have like brush piles that you've just left sitting around for a long time and haven't mm. dealt with you haven't burned it you haven't bagged it you haven't done it those can actually be a big harborage areas any any low low level leafage and foliage and organic matter on the ground other than grass they don't really like to hang out on grass there are certain kinds of mosquitoes that will but most of the ones that we have around here won't um but anytime you've got that kind of thing going on you've got other bugs and other things oh, absolutely. that are a bigger problem probably than mosquitoes are, I would expect. Yeah, so, sometimes. Sometimes, absolutely. I mean, like, it, it definitely, you know, 
adds to the situation. Sure. You know, it's, it's not, you know, you're not doing yourself any favors pest wise. Right. Um, and, and so you can either clear those out or you can have those areas treated and there's, we can get into a couple of the different ways that you can do that. Um, but, but yeah, so I mean like you really just need to take, you know, like, you know, take stock of your situation. You know, am, am I by standing water? What kind of standing water am I by if I am by standing water and what can I do to address that standing water? Because like those mosquito dunks, like you can, I mean, like if you're a homeowner, you can just chuck them out in that, in that, uh, drainage ditch. Okay. That's no big deal. I mean, you're not, I mean, do you but have permission? Would, do you have permission to do that? Probably not. Is it illegal? I don't know because <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, can't do it. If, if it's rushing water, mm-hmm. is that going to matter? No. Why? I mean, uh, it, wouldn't it just you know wash away? Because this is this isn't a runoff situation. I mean, like it's it's sort of, I mean, like it's sort of like throwing a goldfish back there. Okay. I mean, like you're. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares because yeah. it's it's an organic thing that's in the water. Um, so yeah, it, it's not creating any sort of runoff. It's not adding any pesticide or anything like that. Um, so then, I mean, if you want, if you're just going completely natural, you want to address the brush, you want to address the water, and then you can start, you know, putting in plants like citronella plants. Mm. Um, you know, there's certain kinds of like citronella candles yeah. that you can do. I often tell people a lot of times is like really, really good fans are some of your best friends on your back porch when it yeah. comes to dealing with mosquitoes because it makes it difficult for them to fly. Right. Um, especially if they've already had a blood meal. Um, I don't know if you've like ever swatted a mosquito that was, you know, engorged. Yeah. Um, it can be kind of gross, but they're a lot easier to kill because they're fat and slow. Right. Um, so a fat, slow mosquito is going to have a real difficult time flying in a real heavy fan. Mm. It also just helps you keep cool. It makes it, you know, your back porch experience kind of, Sure. A little bit, a little bit nicer. Yeah. Um, and, and they've got some really cool ones that like mount to the wall. Yeah. You know, if you, if you don't have like an overhang where you can put a ceiling fan or, or something mm-hmm. like that in, they make them oscillating even. Yeah. So, I mean, that, those are kind of nice. And let me tell everybody something. They don't make fans like they used to. No, they don't. Because the, the old ones were like metal. Yes. Right? That's and, what I have. And the, and the insides of those things are, you know. They're all metal parts. Yeah. I mean, like my fans probably weigh like 40 pounds. Yeah. I mean, they're massive and they'll cut your finger off if yes. you stick it in there. Yes, but they man, will. they put out some air. Yeah, they do. Um, there's nothing flying on me when I'm sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've also got a, a really cool space at our house mm-hmm. that is, um, that's enclosed. I mean, it's a, it's a screened in yeah. area. We call it a, uh, just a courtyard Yeah, and, um, it's completely closed in. And so, and we have a fan in there anyway, but, um, I mean, mosquitoes can get in there anytime you open the door, they can get in, but right. I mean, they're not going to last really that long. No. Um, as long as you don't have a water source in there. You know, and I'll, I'll say this, man, like that, those, the, the kind of enclosure that you have at your house is, is not as common here. Right. And I think part of that has to do with the pine needle situation. Mm-hmm. Like the pine needles get stuck in there and you have to get up there and clean them off. But like, I remember, uh, in growing up in Florida, I mean, like, if you had a swimming pool, you had one of those over the entire swimming pool. Oh, Almost wow. everybody did. Really? Um, and it really helped, you know, if you're, you know, your outdoor experience by the pool. I mean, like, there weren't mosquitoes. And I don't think it's because there weren't mosquitoes. It's because everybody had these, you know, screened in back porches that covered the whole pool. Hmm. Which, I mean, if you think about it, that's a massive structure added onto your house. Right. To to cover yeah. the swimming pool. Sure. Um. So, 
probably makes it really nice though. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've seen a few here, but just not as many as I was, I would expect. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And, and like, like you said, I mean, like, you know, you can mount fans to the ceilings of those and still yeah. let sunlight through and absolutely it makes it kind of cool. It really does. And we, we, uh, we eat out there a lot, mm-hmm. uh, a whole lot. And we'll we'll spend we'll spend time out there. In fact, when it was when we were the teachers over the last couple of months, <laughs> we did a lot of school out there. Yeah, uh, just because it's a way to get the kids outside, and and it was you know we don't have to really worry about bugs and that that sort of thing. But I know that a lot of people don't have that kind of a, a space for sure. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So what? Whenever you talk about like citronella plants, I heard you mm-hmm. say something about. Right. That. I mean, I, I know what a citronella candle is. Right. You know, you burn those and it keeps the, they, they don't like that smell, I assume is what the, what the problem is. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of a natural repellent and you'll actually find citronella oil in like a lot of bug sprays and, and mm. things like that. Cause it doesn't have an unpleasant odor. Sure. Um, I mean, it's not like, it doesn't smell like roses or anything like that, but it, I mean, it's not like it's a skunk. Or, and it's kind of what those, um, what those wristbands, you uh-huh. see the wristbands, like yeah. the bug be gone or whatever they're called. I don't know. Um, They've got citronella in them, don't they? Is that I, what they? I don't know for sure. I would imagine so. Okay. Um, because I mean, like you, I mean, like it's not like a flea collar. No. <laughs> you put, you yeah. don't want to put anything heavy in there on people, and for sure. So, l- l- how much of that stuff, like any any of those types of things, like whether it's bug spray, or whatever, how much of that do you actually have to have on to? Like, do you have to douse your whole body like most people do? Mm-hmm. Or do you just have to have enough to kind of get? How far is their smeller go? I guess is the question. Well, and, and so that's that's kind of like an an interesting question because a lot of the new studies have, have actually because like bug spray doesn't work for me. Mm. Like it just never has. Okay, they they like me anyway. Mm. And and so what a lot of the research has been showing a lot of people used to think it was your blood type. They're like, oh, what blood type are you? Oh, that mosquitoes must like that. And like that's they they've shown that to not be the case. Well, it's interesting because. I, they don't like me. Right. They love my wife. They do not like me. Right. And and so what they've what they've found out is that it, it has nothing to do with blood type, but it just has to do with smell. Okay. How you smell. Hmm. Um. And and so while they may, um, they may not prefer the smell of citronella. You know, it, but if they smell something that they really like, they'll go through what they don't like in order to get to what they do like. So like, okay. it's like bug spray is just like a deep woods kind of stuff that helps. Um, like when you're going through like deep forest and, and stuff like, so it, it's, it's helpful. Um, but like, I still get, I tend to get eaten up. And so like a lot of people are always like, I can't believe you're outside in like long sleeves and jeans and boots all the time. And I'm like, well, I'm way more comfortable this way than I am getting eaten alive. Sure. Um, and I just, I tend to, that's just how I dress most of the time anyway. Yeah. Even in the summer, hey. Craig is out there with his long sleeve <laughs> jeans yep. and boots. Every day. Um, oh, well. Okay. But, but yeah, so I mean, it, all, all that to say, like, it, it you just kind of got to find what works for you. And so like, I don't put that stuff on me because one, I've realized it doesn't work. And so if it doesn't work, why would I want to expose myself to anything that could potentially be harmful down the line? Yeah. And, and plus, I mean, you're spending money on something that is just useless. Right. Yeah. So. And then just, so, um, so all that to say, like, if they like you, they like you. And if, if it makes you feel better to put bug spray on, put bug spray on. I mean, if you, if it makes you feel better to put natural bug spray on, put natural bug spray on, but more than likely if they like you, they like you and they're going to bite you. Yeah. So if you could find something like a citronella, citronella, something mm-hmm. to wear, 
that seems like it would be a pretty good thing as long as it, it but, couldn't but, hurt. Yeah, I mean, it, but that being said, if they <laughs> if they like the way you smell, right. I guess you're yeah kind of screwed anyway. Right? I mean, my best advice is like if they if you if you find yourself getting eaten by mosquitoes quite a bit and you enjoy going outside, find something that's you know sort of light but long sleeved hmm. and you know pants. Yeah. Um, and I just recommend that anyway, if you're going to be in the outdoors, because I mean, like that helps prevent with like chiggers and ticks and sure. all kinds, you know, all kinds of other stuff. Or, or just stop showering. Or, you know. Maybe. Well, no, I mean like that, <laughs> that may actually make it worse, honestly. Oh, gosh. Um, be, because I mean like, you know, when you, when you shower, you're actually, you're, you're, you know, your, your soap is actually helping dissolve a lot of your secretions. Right. And so if you weren't to shower for several days, you might actually smell more attractive because you're smelling more like you than you normally would oh man um so i've been playing this all wrong <laughs> <laughs> all wrong i mean i do I, have to take a shower that's every right day. I, I take a shower once a month whether i need it or not fine so. mama wash behind my ears <laughs> so okay now there are some other solutions sure like i mean well, well and like, like, yeah and all that to say none of them are going to be as effective as pesticides at right. the end of the day which is kind of where i was headed because right. you have a lot more effective things that can be done yeah. that are more costly, but they're more effective. Sure. And, and that's not to be like pro pesticide. It's just, it's just the way it is. I mean, like it's more effective at the end of the day. It just right. is. Right. Um, especially the way we do it in, in, in one circumstance. Um, and, and, and so all, all and put this under this umbrella no matter if you're going to go down the the pesticide route, you know, just make sure that you're finding somebody who's one, who knows what they're doing and two is going to be responsible about what they're doing. So what do you mean by that? Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people I run into, you know, they are, are DIY people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't mind DIY. I mean, it does not hurt my feelings when people want to do their own pest control. Sure. Power to you. If you're going to do it, make sure, I mean, like you're dealing with, you know, harsh chemicals, and you need to follow the directions on them. It's they're they're not there as suggestions. They're there to, in order to prevent other bad things from happening, like runoff and overexposure and and all just a plethora of things that could you know be harmful to you. Right. Um, that being said, I run into a lot of people who will go to you know a big box store and and pick up a you know bottle of whatever read the instructions where it says you know mix this one ounce to the gallon right right yep and and so in their mind it goes well if one ounce is good three ounces must be amazing <laughs> and, and I, I i kid you not i run across this all the time and this is this is why we have problems with pesticides is is and like i even run into professionals finger quoting if you're not watching the video um professionals who will do the exact same thing wow um and it's it's just irresponsible and reckless and you know all kinds of bad things that you should never do um so and and you don't need to do that it's effective when you do it right and when you apply it right and and and, and that's the other thing is like well if you know if one ounce is good then three ounces must be amazing and and then it says well only apply it here it's like well i'll just do three ounces and i'll apply it everywhere mm. you know and it's like come on guys like this this is what makes people who are trying to do the right thing it makes our job more difficult yeah it's um, like it's like people that take 
three days of anti- of a 10-day antibiotic, and then they're like, oh, it's going to be fine. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which, I, I mean, I, that's a legitimate thing. I mean, I, I get it. You feel better. You don't want to take antibiotic if you don't need it. But the reality of it is that there's a reason that that was prescribed for 10 days. Right. And, and so, and here's the other part of that is, and this is, this is a good example because I had a, I had a really uh, uh, cautious uh, customer the other day um, who was wanting to get rid of mosquitoes. And she's, she's kind of walking me through. She's like, well, I've, I've planted a lot of these healthy pollinator plants over here and I've got fruit trees in the back and, and this and this and this and this. And, and so like, I'm, I'm literally taking like 45 minutes to an hour to walk through her property with her so that she can show me because you don't want to apply pesticides to things that you're planning on consuming. Right. You know? And so like when we go through a yard, a lot of times people will just say, Hey, go, go fog for mosquitoes. And, and so we go do that. But before we do that, we go kind of make a mental checklist. Okay. There's an orange tree. Okay. There's a fig tree. Okay. This guy's growing rosemary over here. And then there's some time over there. And so we've, we've trained our people to recognize herbs and plants and different things like that, because we don't want to be exposing people to pesticides sure. when they're picking their orange or their fig or whatever. Right. Um, and, and so this lady, uh, I actually, um, you know, she was obviously very, conscious uh, about what was used on her property. And so I'm, I'm walking her through how I do things. And as I'm, when I, when we finally get done and I'm actually doing the application, um, she had a kind of a green belt behind her house and we're, I'm, I'm treating the green belt. And as I get through the green belt, I see a different kind of plant than I usually see in this area. So I kind of turn my equipment off and I walk over there. And what I found was like in a wild grove of okra growing behind her fence. Interesting. And so, I went to where the okra started and I turned back around away from it and then treated away from it. Okay. And then I went back and told her, I was like, Hey, I was treating the back of your property, but while I was there, I found this wild patch of okra and I wanted to let you know that I found it and I didn't treat it. Hmm. So, I mean, like if it starts to bloom, I just want to let you know it's safe. If you wanted to go back there and pick some okra. Interesting. Um, and she was, I mean, she was ecstatic one to find like all the, I mean, like it was a lot of it huh. growing. Um, and hopefully she'll get a good crop from it because okra is yummy. Oh, it's uh, super yummy. Yeah. I, I, I've got a story about that. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll tell it real briefly. Um, I dated a girl from just one. Is that what you're yeah, telling your kids? Date a girl who is from Michigan. Okay. And she would not eat okra. Wow. Now, now, if you're from Michigan, you're going, yeah, I don't eat that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, uh, apparently, they they just, I mean, she specifically told me, that's horse food. That's horse food. That's what she told me. Okay. It's horse food. And, and we continued having more conversation about vegetables, and we came across black-eyed peas, and she said, well, that's cow food. <laughs> she wouldn't eat either one of them. Now, I'm not knocking her for that because I will. that was her thing. Um, but I'm like, you were missing out Heck on yeah. two very good, delicious vegetables. And those two things can go in the same pot. Yes, they can. And make some very delicious yeah. things. So I I appreciate the fact that, that you're conscious about those things. Yeah. Um, so when you're talking about pesticides, I mean, you're... Uh, you mentioned fogging. Mm-hmm. So what are my options here? Because I, I think there's a couple at least, right? Yeah. I mean, your, your two basic ones are fogging and then having a misting system installed. Okay. 
I mean, that, that's your, your too big. There are different kinds of fogging. There's like heat fogging and there's liquid fogging. Um, and then, and then the misting system is, is essentially a, uh, it's like a particleization of, of water with pesticides in it. Okay. Um, and there's different options within all of those as to what you can, what you can do. Um, you know, the, the, obviously the nice thing about a misting system is that it can be there when your tech isn't and mm. you can put it on a timer when the mosquito and, and, and you can, I mean, like the, the great thing about them is you're really going to get control. Yeah. I mean, over, over time, you're going to have complete control of your yard. Uh, the downsides are that it's really expensive. Yeah. And I don't recommend them if you're doing like, you know, micro farming or anything like that, cause you're going to be getting pesticide on everything. Right. Um, it, cause you, you really can't, I mean, even though you can kind of control where it is, I mean, it's a mister and, and if there's any wind, it's going to carry it. It's going to carry yeah. it. And it's, it is, I mean, like it's, it's a mist. It literally carries it across the yard. Right. And a lot of people want you to put it up high, which mm. is actually not that helpful. Mm. Um, it's, it's really good if you can put it down lower to the ground, like on a, on a standard, like five or six foot fence, that's about perfect mm. height. Um, to, to put one, or if you have like, you know, heavy foliage, you can put it on risers coming up out of the ground. Um, there, there's lots of different ways to install it. You know, a lot of times we'll tell people like, Hey, you don't really need to put it on your roof line, but they'll be like, I want it on my roof line. Put it on your roof line. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot, a lot of people like to put it, you know, under the eaves of their, right. Of their roof, just because that seems to be convenient and, it, and it, it doesn't obtrusive. It doesn't not help. Sure. Put it that way. It doesn't not help. But you, you said something earlier that really their line is eight feet and below, right? Pre- pretty much. And if that's the case, I mean, most roof lines are a, a, kind of a, a maximum of right. eight, and, you know. And, and so, like, if you're if you're putting, like, on a 10-foot roof, I mean, you're going to point it down. Sure. Um, to, to get down there. And so, like, but, like, if you're growing, if you're growing herbs and, and vegetables and stuff, if you have a big enough yard, you can, like, section off the misting section and then your garden area. But most people don't have yards that big. Right. Um, and so we just try and make them aware of those kinds of things. Um, there are natural products that you can put in, in misting systems. They're not as effective. Um, but that can also be misleading, too, because there's synthetic and non-synthetic pesticides that you can put in there. And the non-synthetic or the, um, I forget the actual term for it. It's, it's made, uh, the, the partic- that particular product that we use is actually made from an African marigold. Okay. Um, and it's a, I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's a pyrethrum. Um, but, you know, don't quote me on that. Because there's, <laughs> there's, py- there's a pyrethrum and a pyrethroid. And I think the pyrethroid is the synthetic. Um, but anyway, one, one of those, whichever one's made from the, the African marigold and is not the synthetic, um, it's a great product. But if you have any landscaping in your yard, it's just going to cook it. Mm. I mean, absolutely shrivel all the leaves off of it. It's wow. going to kill every mosquito around. Um, and it's quote unquote natural. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's not good for your yard. No. And if you've got a yard. Well, and I, what I, what I, what I, like, it wouldn't kill like St. Augustine grass. It wouldn't well, do that. A it, lot of things don't kill St. Augustine <laughs> right? grass. Your, your St. Augustine grass would still be green. But if you have any like soft vegetation, it's, it's going to cook it. Okay. Um, so. Okay. But very effective. Yeah. So could you put. You're talking about it being low. I mean, could could you put it throughout your yard on on like? I mean, if you 
almost like a sprinkler irrigation system. Can oh, you yeah. put it on like, where like the risers actually pop up and no, you couldn't really do it like that. Okay. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really work like that, but I've, but I've had it on a big, uh, I mean, I've covered seven acres. Wow. With, I mean, it took several systems. Sure. But yeah, I've covered seven acres with the mosquito misting system before. Wow. So now there, the other option there is, is fogging. Right. Um, but before we get to that, um, I, I just want to mention that the mosquito misting systems, it's not a buy once and you're done, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, you have to refill it uh, over, over time. Right. Um, and that can that can be expensive as so, well. So you, you pay for the install of the system. Right. But then you got to refill the tank however much you use it. Right. You got to refill it. I mean, I, I mean, like these numbers are probably not going to hold true over time, but like, you know, an average system for us is a 55 gallon unit. And that's usually going to cost, you know, anywhere from 2,200 bucks to like $3,700 for like an average system. Wow. And then to refill that thing, it's like 220 bucks, which yeah. you probably need to do it once every three months. Yeah. So that's, it's that's, steep. That's getting pretty expensive. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, Cadillac of control. Sure. I mean, you get what you pay for. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know what else you get what you pay for? I am waiting with bated breath. Paul the plumber. Paul the plumber. Man, that guy is going to take care of you every single time. If you got a plumbing issue, and it may be probably bigger than mosquitoes. In, <laughs> Absolutely. In the toilet. <laughs> Let me tell you, some plumbing issues can cause bad mosquito problems. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that is true, but Paul the Plumber is going to be your guy to call. Yeah. For if, sure. If you got standing water, you probably need to call Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You need to figure out what the problem is. And here's the thing, like something I didn't know, um, and I've mentioned this before, is that plumbers don't just work on water things right i mean they work on gas lines and and other things as well so you know having a good a good plumber that you can trust is really really important i mean um my my mother-in-law she just actually uh installed a dishwasher she, mm-hmm. she lives in a very old home and there is no dishwasher oh that is installed in the home and so she had one that i for forever until i i brought her one that was on wheels that she could move around and kind of hook up to the sink. Okay. Um, she just washed everything by hand. Right. And so just this last week, she put a, a dishwasher in. Nice. I installed it under the cabinet. She took out some cabinetry and she had to be excited. She was elated and yeah. got a great deal on a, on a used washing, uh, dishwasher, but she had to have someone, you know, hook it up. I mean, she installed it, but then had to have someone actually, put the piping in for it and everything. And first thing I asked her was, do you know a good plumber? Right. Because I mean, you can call Joe Schmo and he can come over and do it, but he's probably not going to do the job that Paul's going to do. for No. Him. So, no. um, if, if you're, if you're interested in having the best experience, whenever it comes to plumbing, <laughs> you need to give call, a, uh, give Paul a call. There you go. And, mm-hmm. uh, the way you can get him is at eight, three, two, five, two, one, three, two, five, two, or, you can call him. Um, I'll book him online. I'm sorry. Book him online in a couple of different ways. Yep. Right? Yeah. You can you can send him an email at paul at paultheplumberllc.com. You can get on their Facebook page as well. And you can book him right on, on Facebook. You can book him on Facebook. You can book, book him on their website. On their website. Yeah. yeah. Which is paultheplumberllc.com. Um, and Deborah is going to be there to uh, to help you out and uh get you scheduled 
Absolutely. So we are proud to have Paul the Plumber as a sponsor on the show. For all your plumbing needs, give Paul a call. So now let's talk about fogging systems. Um, what is the advantage of a fogging system over, I mean, I say a system, it's not really a system. Yeah. It's you going out. And it, it's, yeah, a it's, it's, it's a technician coming out to your property and actually fogging the property. What I, what I like about having the property fogged and they're actually just companies that this is all they do now. Hmm. Um, I mean, like they're solely focused on mosquito fogging as, as a service and a business is you're going to have somebody that's paying attention to your property. You know, if you, if you have a misting system installed, the, kind of the downside is, is like, if you kind of have your plants where the plants are and you've got your herbs over here, you really can't be like moving it around because then you have to have the system adjusted or reconfigured or redesigned, um, which, which we do. I mean, people, people change their backyards all the time and they're like, yeah, but that's costly. It's, it, it, well, that's actually way cheaper than having it installed. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's not cheap but it's a lot less expensive than you know the, the the installation sure um and even sometimes than just the refill hmm. so because i mean like squirrels will chew on it and you have to repair it and those, those repairs are relatively affordable sure um but with having an actual technician on the property you're you're going to have specific targeted treatments for what's going on in your property and they're going to be paying attention to the things that are happening and the other thing that i like about it is with a misting system, you, you, the product that you put in there, while it's suspended in water, once it's exposed to UV light, um, the, the product begins to deteriorate relatively quickly. Hmm. It doesn't have a lot of residual. Whereas the product that you put out when you fog, you're going to put out something that has a much longer residual than that because, you, I mean, you're really only doing it... I mean, some some companies do it every month. Hmm. I mean, we, we tend to... at you know, at the shortest amount of time recommend every six weeks or once every other month. So what, how does that work? I mean, because I, I, fog dissipates, right? Well, it, it, it does, but what you need is you need a surfactant and you need something that has a little bit more durability out in, out in the elements. You, you just used a word that I had never heard. Which one? The, the surfactant. Surfactant. What is that? That, that means some, it's something that allows uh, it, it to adhere to surfaces. Mm. Um, and, and, and so like what we use is actually dish soap. Mm. Soap is a great surfactant. Um, and, and so it actually, it's, it's a great surfactant for foliage. Okay. Um, and so you, you mix that pesticide with soap. Um, and then we also use an additive called, uh, well, it's, I mean, like it doesn't matter what the chemical is called, but it's an IGR specifically for mosquitoes. Okay. And IGR stands for insect growth regulator. Um, so it's mosquito birth control. Oh yeah. Perfect. So yeah, if you, if you get it on, basically it, it prevents adults from laying eggs. It prevents the immature from maturing. Because you know, there's like a whole life cycle involved with a mosquito, and they have to they have to go from that uh, pupa in the water and emerge as a winged mosquito, and so there's there's the egg, the larva, the pupa, and then the adult uh, with, with the mosquito. So um, if you can interrupt that life cycle, you can really reduce the population in that area, okay. um, especially over a six week period. Sure. So um, I, uh, I I was trying to figure out. We we had a bunch of mosquitoes. Uh, where when I lived in Arkansas, mm-hmm. same same as here. Lots of water, lots of foliage. Right. And um, we were having some people over, and I thought, man, I got to figure out a way to get rid of some mosquitoes. And I thought, okay, I'll just buy a bunch of citronella candles. And right. At the end of the day, I went and I went to uh, 
I think it was Home Depot, mm-hmm. and started looking, and they had a fogger yeah. that I could purchase, and it uses a butane tank, mm-hmm. um, similar to like a uh, like a propane tank. Only right. It's a butane tank. You hook that thing up, and you fire you fire it up, and you put chemical. You know, I think Black Flag was the yeah. mm-hmm. was the brand. You put chemical in a little. There's like a little container little on container it. Container on it, a little basin basically. And man, that thing works really, really well as far as fogging. Now, I, I, I haven't used it enough. I've, I still own it, but I haven't used it enough to kind of figure out, okay, what are the long-term effects of this thing? Right. But, I mean, it seems like for a good three to five hours, yeah, we had good... You yeah, know, and, that, and that's about the duration of the the, the use you're going to get out of that. Okay, which is... I mean, it's fine, yeah. It's really not bad. I mean, if you, if you know you're having a party, I mean, your party's probably not going to last more than around that time, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, have a few people over, want them to be outside, listen, get one of those things, and they're it's pretty inexpensive. Now, it might be more cost-effective to, to call someone like you and say, hey, let's do this, and, you know, that yeah. way you can have multiple parties and you're not having to continue, because, I mean, really, you... You use quite a bit of that that stuff whenever you're you have to buy the chemical to put in there. Yeah, you, I mean, like the only thing with that that you need to be careful of is you really only be need to be using the products that they recommend for that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and because that's, those are the only ones that are going to work. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you, I mean, like you, know, you could be causing all kinds of weird problems. We actually use those uh, for our bees. Wow. Oh. Um, one of the things that I, mean, I think a lot of people deal with this, um, the varroa mite. Mm. Um, and one of the ways they found to combat it is to, uh, heat fog mineral oil into your hives. Interesting. And, and those, those black flag units in particular are really good at getting that, that as a fog yeah. into your hive without hurting your bees. Okay. So I guess there's multiple types of things that you can put in there. Well, I think, I think that's just like a hack someone's come up with for, sure. for those units. That's not what they were intended for. They just happen to work for it like, yeah. unintentionally. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been impressed with, with the product. I, you know, I've used it from time to time. Yeah. And I I think if you have a smaller backyard too, I mean, that that might be a better solution for, or if you have a backyard that doesn't have a whole lot of foliage, Hmm. but you're going to be having people over and you kind of want to clear the area, it, it wouldn't be bad to use. Um, one of the other things I didn't mention before to, to watch out for, and I think this is true with those kind of foggers is you want to walk watch out for like your, your cooking surfaces, mm. you know, cause outdoor kitchens are huge now. Yeah. We run into them all the time and we have to really be careful about getting product on those areas mm. and, you know, and making sure that grills are closed and unexposed yeah. when we're treating areas and things like that. And so, you know, like a, like a heated fog like that is going to be able to penetrate those kinds of things a little bit easier and adhere to like, you know, if people put different hard surfaces as cooking surfaces yeah. outside, which I mean, like, and if you, I mean, like if you have an outdoor kitchen and you have pest control services come to your house at all, you know, I highly recommend wiping down all of your outdoor services with, you know, Clorox wipes, bleach, you know, hot Before water, you soap, anything, you know, just anything just to kind of, you know, remove the residual of yeah. any, you know, you know, blow over or drift. Right. Uh, so, so those, but like what I've got, um, d- does that kill mosquitoes or does it repel mosquitoes? I don't know with the black flag. I'd have to look at the products that they're using. I would imagine it does both. Okay. Um, but really any type of, uh, oil based, 
back that up, most pesticides are petroleum-based anyway. And with those heat foggers, typically they're going to be using something a little bit denser and not mixed with water. Okay. They're going to be mixed with oil. And I, I tell people this all the time. I mean, because people will be like, well, can I just use garlic oil or can I use peppermint oil? I heard that, or orange oil. I heard that really repels mosquitoes. None of that works. Hmm. And the, the reason it works at any level is because they've probably seen somebody spray an oil on a bug and watched it die. <laughs> and, and because that does work. Yeah. But I mean, like you could do that with olive oil. Right. And it's going to kill the bug. Sure. And it's not because, you know, it doesn't like the smell of olive oil and it just curled up and died because the, the smell was so putrid. It's, it's because they, that's how they breathe. Mm. You know, it, it, it's sort of like, you know, if I, if I tied you down and, and held your nose and your mouth closed, I could probably kill you pretty efficiently. Sure. That's essentially what you're doing to a bug when you put oil on it. Okay. I mean, like, cause they breathe through their entire body. Yeah. And so if you, if you close those orifices, they're, they can't breathe. They, they literally just suffocate and die. Mm. Um, and so like you could do just as much good with Dawn and a bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and really, and it'll smell better. Sure. So, I mean, uh, when, um, and this, this is not something that we do because we rescue the bees and save the bees, but one of the most efficient ways to kill a hive of bees would be a bucket of water in a sprayer with dishwashing soap. Oh, interesting. I mean, but don't do that. Don't do that. Call call Craig. He will remove them for you. Yep. We will move them, relocate them, and give them a happy home. That's right. Much, much <laughs> better use of your time and those bees, which yep. we need in this world. Well, what, what have we not touched on that you want to talk about as far as mosquitoes go? Oh, one of my favorite things, um, and this is uh, just for fun, um, you know, back in the, I want to say it was in the 40s. Uh, Walt Disney got in the business of making propaganda films oh, to, in yeah. order to, to prop up Disney Studios. Yeah, that was a, a good way for him to... Uh, it was advertisement. Yeah. But he used a lot of different mediums uh, through video to do that. Right. Like, he used the war in yeah. a big way to do that. Yeah, so one of the one of the propaganda films that he made, and I, I, I'm probably getting the year wrong. You, you might be able to look this up. Um, but there was a, uh, outbreak of, oh, dead gummit. What was the disease? I can't think of it right now. Anyway, polio. no, it wasn't polio. It was a disease you could contract from mosquitoes, Okay, but it wasn't West Nile or anything like that. It was, it was something else. Lyme disease, something like that? No, Lyme okay. disease you get from ticks. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be the reason that it wasn't that. <laughs> Um, specifically the Lone Star Tick. I don't know if you can get the uh, Lyme's disease from any tick other than that, um, but I'd have to double check. That's the only one I know of that you can get Lyme's disease from. Yeah. Um, anyway, all that to say, uh, there was a... Uh, <sighs> malaria. It was malaria. Okay. That's what it was. Well, um, I, I found the, uh, the found, episode. found the episode? Yeah, it's in 43. 1943? All right. So it's I'll, called I'll, The Winged Scourge. The Winged Scourge, yes. There you go. So we'll, we'll, we'll link this one up because it's a fantastic video. I've shared it with many, many, many people. Um, and they go through uh, all the ways that you can control mosquitoes on your property and for yourself. Really? I recommend none of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all terrible. That's funny. <laughs> other than other than getting rid of standing water, they're all terrible. <laughs> I mean like they literally recommend pouring motor oil into water. Oh, is that not 
It works. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. The mosquitoes will die. Yeah. Um, but it will have other consequences that none of us want. No. Um, and, and so like it's it's just a really funny video to to watch and go like what were they thinking right um which i'm sure people will be looking at instructional videos that we make now you know in you know 50 years going what were they thinking right yeah, um, they, at some point they're going to look back and go that elon musk guy was the only one worth his salt that's right <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. And even he didn't know. Even he didn't know. <laughs> he shot a rocket into the air without even thinking. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's it's a fun it's a it's a fun little trip down memory lane for America. There you go. Um from our beloved animator Walt Disney. Don't um, we love him? Yep. So, it's it's a it's a it's a great piece of propaganda. It really really is. I okay. mean like I mean that in every sense of the word. I'm not like like not all propaganda is bad. Sure. Um, but it was definitely a propaganda film and yeah. all the information in that one is pretty much bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I've, uh, I've learned a lot actually. All uh, right. I didn't know what that one word was <laughs> and, uh, that was important for me. Yeah. So, well, man, we, uh, surfactant, surfactant. We're glad y'all downloaded today's episode and we hope you found it interesting as well. And, uh, surfactory. Surfactory. Is that hopefully it's stuck? I don't know. Oh, okay, I, I could be. I could be <laughs> totally misusing that, which would be par for the course for Craig. So <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, supposedly, uh, so <laughs> uh, we are going to wind this down because it's going downhill anyway. Um, we're glad you downloaded the episode. Thank you for supporting us. If you need anything from us, if you have any questions, comments, please send them over to us. You can find us at info at homeownershow.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, maybe, um, and other places. Yep. Share us with your friends. Leave us a like and a review on iTunes. We would absolutely love that as well. And uh, I think that's it, Craig. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're not an Apple user, you can always find us on Stitcher or what are the other ones? Well, Google has their own. Are the Googles releasing, like, their yeah. own podcast platform, aren't they? That's right. It's called Google Podcast. So it's yeah. going to be very similar to Apple Podcast, only it's going to be Google. But, uh, you know, we actually, a lot of people that are Android users, um, I tell them to find us on Stitcher. Stitcher is great. I mean, it's a great platform. Which, by the way, sure. did you did you hear the craziness with Joe Rogan yes. a couple weeks ago? Yes, I did. Dude, that is a game changer. That, I, I I think it changes everything. If if you haven't heard, um, Stitcher now has exclusive ex- rights. Exclusive rights to Joe Rogan, and not just his new stuff. Like all of his library, he's pulling it of content. He's pulling from every other platform and only putting it on Stitcher. It's crazy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have any idea what type of, um, or, or I don't know what that's worth. I, I don't know. I mean, it's well, a pretty the, big deal. The word on that. the word on the street is, is the deal was a hundred million. That's a few. And a lot of people think that it's only for two years. Man, like a two-year deal at a hundred million. That's so insane. Here, here's the crazy thing, though, man. Is I watched, I watched a video on this, and I was watching the market when this stuff was going down. So, essentially, Stitcher made a hundred million dollar investment right when that was announced the next day the amount their stock went up the valuation of their stock that 100 million dollar investment made them five billion dollars 
That is absolutely insane. So w- would would you do that w- I, every, every day? Every day. Every right? day. I mean, like, brilliant move. I I don't. I, yeah. I wish I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I wish I was smart. Well, I'll tell you what would be smart is supporting our show. So absolutely. Please do that. Um, go order a T-shirt. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. Yeah, go to Amazon. We can link that up in the show notes too, right? Yes, we can. We should be doing that. We should be doing that. What's wrong with us? Uh, we're not smart, and uh, that's life. But <laughs> anyway, thank you. We are out for today. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you.